Hello, and welcome to this next episode of 49 Plus. Um, and I'm in the car, of all places. But I'm not on the way to work. Not on this occasion. Not being to work, as in going to the university for some time. I'm just trying to think, would I have been there this year? Am I, have, I been, have I been allowed to? I don't think I have. I think the, the law's allowed me, has it? Officially. Um, that may change soon, may change this month. There may be a point at which I will go into work. Um, and that's because all my work I can do from home. And I believe the current guidance, law perhaps even, is that if you can do work from home, you must do it from home. But I do know some people at the university are going in there, but they may, may be doing roles that requires them or it helps them to be in the university. I believe if I did go, I would be allowed. I believe I'm allowed to allowed to make the case for it so there may be a chance a choice soon um as i drive past a runner on the road so i don't know why i suppose this idea we have runners on the road joggers as opposed to doggers joggers uh, on the road is and it kind of goes well why are you on the road not on the path i'm guessing i'm only guessing having been a bit of a runner for a bit that's, that's, that's very very extreme language i um Last in November, I was attempting to do jogging, running, what was it, two, approximately two kilometres a day on average. That didn't last very long, I damaged my foot. Doing Zumba, true story. Um, so that turned to cycling, but we got there in the end. Listen back to earlier episodes if you wish to. If you're really that bothered, I doubt you really are. Um, but discovering that I think because running on the pavements around these parrots... You obviously get some ups and downs as you go over the ends of driveways where they have the dip in the pavement. I think we can both go. There you go. Um, so I'm only guessing that's why they go in the road. But it's a little bit annoying if you're then driving. You've got to avoid people running in the road. Um, but I'm in the car. Ziggy is here as well. I'm taking him out for a walk in the car. So... Rather than just going around the back, I thought I'd just get out and go a little bit further. Actually, not that very far afield. It'd go to Oxy Woods, where we often go. Um, and so I thought, well, if I go out in the car, and the main reason there is that I wanted to also get out and get some milk. We were out of milk. That's not like us to be completely out of milk. So at five o'clock this morning, I went to make a cup of coffee, and there was no milk. So I couldn't do that. So did some of the bits and pieces instead and thought, well, I'll tell you what, I'll go out for a walk to do something and kill time, pass the time, do something until the shops open at seven. And I've now discovered it's now almost seven now. Um, but then driving past the shop at which I'd probably buy my milk, which is a Tesco Express, formerly the one-stop shop, um, and that seems to be 6 a.m., as is Wenzel's The Baker, which I should have known, because I'm sure a very, very, very early one of these podcasts, I'm up, up and out early, walking past Wenzel's at 6 a.m. Or maybe, maybe I'm there before 6 a.m., that's due to open at 6. Anyway, that's all busy and going, and it's amazing how people are out and about doing stuff already. Already. Um, always makes things of... <laughs> Well, is it a New York Jewish saying? Is it there already? 
Is that a Jewish way of speaking? I don't know. Am I being anti-Semitic by making that statement? I don't know if I am. I don't, I don't intend to be. I'm just noting there was a time when one would say, da 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 already. Already. It's a bit of a Jewish way of speaking, isn't it? I don't know. I wouldn't know. Or maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Maybe I don't care. Maybe I'm just out and about and enjoying a bit of freedom. Woo! <laughs> because we're allowed to be. Well, we're allowed to be out for a bit of exercise. I do hope as lockdown eases and lockdown lifts, because we're now currently in lockdown limbo, I think, according to some people, one person said that to me, and I quite like the phrase lockdown limbo. I think we should be doing lockdown limbo uh, as a way of one of our exercise regimes uh, alongside Joe Witt. Is he still doing it every morning? Um, is he still going? I mean, he's got his OBE already, hasn't he? OBE, MBE. He's going to be knighted soon. Um, they, gave, they gave Tom Moore. Isn't that his name? Captain Tom. He got a knighthood. And all he did was walk up and down his garden. 30 million quid. Come on, if he can do it. Anyway, I'm out and about. I'm going to see if I can transfer. So at the moment, if it has been recording, I think, hello, Zig, I know, I know. I'm going to see if I can transfer it without stopping the recording onto the headphones. So we shall see what sound that makes. So I'm about to now take... Okay, it seems to... Um... I'm getting out of the car, but it seemed to as I unplugged the phone from the car, so as to put in the headphones, it stopped the recording, so it's had a bit of a pause. I'm back again on the headphones. So if that makes a difference to the noise, that's be the reason why. And I'm about to get the Zigmeister out of the car, get the coat on. And we shall have a little bit of a walk and we shall see what we can think about and talk about. Hello, Zig. I know you. I know you're whining away, mate. I know you are, babes. But we're going to get... I know. <laughs> it's basically equivalent of them crying. It's pathetic, Ziggs. Give me a chance just to do with my coat. Check I've got things I need. And close that door. Um, put this in my pocket, and then we'll unclip you. I'm going to not even put your lead on the moment. You're supposed to run right round over to the... Don't go anywhere near the road. Please, please, please. Where there's the lead. Go that way. And we're on my way. So. Six. Morning. Morning. Hi. Six, eight. Oh, go on then, come on. So there you go, other doggers on the way in. I'm on the way out. Um, <laughs> makes me think of a scene out of Car Share where there is some misunderstanding about uh, dogging. Uh, and knowing that my dad will be listening to this. Um, so she misunderstands it to the thing that's just going out for a dog walk. So she goes out dogging with her neighbour. Um, to which John, is it? Is that the character played by Peter Kay? He's saying, what? You don't know what dogging is? Um, anyway, 
watch that scene if you wish to. Look for it. I don't know which episode it's in. Uh, car share, the general scent is a very enjoyable thing. So I'm actually a bit cold now, so I've only got in the car. I haven't got warmed up yet, so need to get going. A bit of warm upsons. Nice time to be out. So at least now at this time you come out and it's light. Not so long ago being out before 7 o'clock would be darkish. Right, so what do we talk about today? Well, let's pick up some of the key themes of the day. I would say, so I've obviously got a bit of energy here. Um, let's see if we can utilise that. Very aware of a couple of things that the pressure feels on to do. And those two things, as in there is, there, well, there's a very hard deadline for one, which helps me. But it's still been a very busy day to kind of make the time to do, which is right. It was the writing or the rewriting of that paper on self-transcendence. Well, fortunately for me, it's not a rewriting. It's been an editing of something that Piers has already rewritten, added some stuff to. I need to give it some attention to see if it can be brought again in terms of word counts, because we're not sure if we're still being held to the 3,000 word count. We, th- we, think, we suspect we are being... So we need to find a way of bringing it down to 3,000, which, well, I like a challenge. <laughs> so that's something I may do. If I can't do it today, it'll be a tomorrow morning job, knowing that is pushing things to the last minute. But that's when, you know, that's when the magic happens. That's when it was happening before New Year's Eve, getting the actual paper together. Um, and only really one of, our, the, one of the main criticism, well, the main criticism of the paper, interestingly, there were three reviewers Although there's only two reviewers we need to respond to. So reviewer one, um, we think, is a key researcher who's actually worked we, we didn't cite, so we weren't aware of. Um, so that's been helpful. So some work on there to include that, although you know, in a minimal way because with so little space to do it. But I think we can do something with that. Um, and then some others. And kind of making the case it's lots of contemporary current researchers on self-transcendence that we've pretty much omitted. So we're either not aware of who they are, uh, or we at least make the case that we're doing something a bit more historical setting to sort of say here are the key um, approaches. But then, so reviewer, reviewer one, you know, was broadly supportive um, with some suggestions of how things could be improved. Reviewer two was actually quite scathing um, in the sense that this is not, you know, it's not up to date, it's not enough in there, there's lots being missed out, it's been too hastily put together, really, surely not. Um, well, it wasn't hastily put together, Piers put a lot of time, it was, it was yeah, we were, we were pulling stuff out to kind of get it into the word length, but still. Um, um, but it seems to be Reviewer 2 has now been omitted from the process, so I don't think they would have recommended publication. But for some reason, it's an inactive review. We don't need to look at that one, <laughs> allegedly. Reviewer 3, a little bit like Reviewer 1, got some, some suggestions of things we might make reference to, which Piers has attempted to address. So it should be relatively swift to do something. So that's why I'm, I'm you know, if I don't get to it today, that's the reason why. Um, but we're aiming for tomorrow. I think either by the end of tomorrow or Thursday is when, um, so today being Tuesday, so the end of Wednesday or Thursday of this week is where we need to... Well, end of Wednesday, we're aiming to get it resubmitted with some comments back to the reviewers, or rather the editor, and they can decide. If they decide we're over the limit and we can't do it, then that's fine. We'll, you know, Piers has got other plans for it anyway. It'll fit nicely into a chapter in a book he's writing, so it'll all be fine. Um, 
So that's that one. That's that bit of pressure. And the second one is, da -da 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 -da, not surprisingly, marking. More marking. There's always marking to be done. Um, but I'm not doing it at the moment. That's that's the that's the kind of challenge is that I'm not prioritising it. And I, and for me personally, I'm okay with that. It's just that others, colleagues, understandably, will say, well, you know, the pressure's on to get this marking completed. And we always get it done, even if now on this particular occasion we have been slower to hit so-called marking deadlines. But that's because we've now pro we've prioritised all the ones that people have been um, submitting on time and done whatever we can to either get those marked by the original deadline or not long after. Then some people, well, they also had opportunity to submit 10 working days, i.e. two weeks, late, later than the original submission date. Um, and it's called the, the No Detriment Policy, NDP, which means if you submit under the No Detriment Policy, you can basically have an extension of two weeks without even, you know, getting it granted. So basically the deadline's notionally put back, but if you submit by that date, then you won't get any penalty. You know, that's basically an agreed extension. And we tend to try and prioritise those ones. It may not be all the case. And then there's some people who have submitted beyond that with extra extensions. So it's kind of keeping tabs of all these different when things need to be marked by. So that's, you know, the pressure's on there. Uh, but still, it gets done. The nice thing is, I've had some feedback from two different students this week that the... Um, when I gave my feedback as voice comments, which for me helped speed things up, I could do that a lot more quickly than writing things out, they seem to quite like that. They feel as though it's something a bit more directed to them. Um, maybe hearing a voice, I don't know, but for me, I'm glad that they're positive feedback because that's the only way I can do things now with time pressures and it's what I prefer to do and... Maybe it's even using my strengths, because I prefer, as you can hear, to talk about things and find that easier than saying, if I was to try to write down what I'm saying now, it which wouldn't it would just take so much longer um, and it wouldn't happen, <laughs> basically, like writing a diary. Writing a diary would, you know, I couldn't do it while walking along with the dog. Um, and it wouldn't happen. So, you know, who's to say that anything written down is worth more than spoken? And it's interesting, isn't it? It's a blend between these two different approaches because you'll get transcripts of, of spoken word things for those people who prefer or need to read, i.e., for example, if you're deaf, and then those people who would need to hear rather than see, if you're blind, would have some kind of um, software that either may take text-to-speech or, of course, you know, we have things like Audible now, where you'll have the um, you know, audio books. That makes me think of my friend Byron, who is a, well, does voiceover, but a lot of what he does is, is audio books. Um, so that's, you know, obviously a big industry. So anyway, so, um, yeah, they're the two pressures at the moment, so they will get managed. And personally, out of those two, what's more important to me is the paper. I think that's more important generally because it's getting some interesting ideas out there as part of what could be quite an important journal, a special issue of Frontiers in Psychology. I mean, Frontiers seems to be a massive set of range of journals, um, kind of generally open access, I think, will be the description. And um, 
yeah, it'd be, it, it would be good. I think it would be certainly quite impactful to get that, get a paper there. So hopefully we can get something in. And if not, so be it. Not the end of the world. Um, the Earth will still continue to spin. The Earth will still eventually fall into the sun at some point. Um, life goes on and all that. And on and on and on. Um, so that's what the kind of thing. Then also today, the things that would energise me even more are, um, well, notably this afternoon at one o'clock is our first webinar. Don't like that word, webinar. So, Safa, so of course we have these CPP live sessions, the Centre of Positive Psychology live sessions, which are things I've been organising on behalf of the Centre to promote and raise awareness of the Centre as we move up towards the symposium in June, uh, which we hopefully would launch the Centre. Nice interesting again now, so Ziggy stopped and seen the dogs. Go and play. Um, so there's two, so a small one, the big one he's with now. Um, that's fine, all tails are wagging. Um, so, what was I saying? So I'll just pause now as people go past. Um, morning. Um, do you little, it's funny, they all do these dogs, they do the shaking off. It's obviously kind of thing of dealing with basically of anxiety, I think. So if they get a little bit funny, they shake it. They'll shake like it's kind of shaking off all that feeling you get when you're like, ooh, a little bit nervous or unsure about something, whatever. I'm going to go down this way, Zig. Let's go this way for a change. Ziggy. Just going down here, just because I um, feel drawn to walking down this way. It's a slightly longer walk. Um, so today, yes, is the f- so there's a CPP live session, the ones that I organise, but, you know, uh, guests on there, and it's all for the centre. That's promoting the centre. So the next one of those will be the end of March. So in due course, I shall make contact again with... I think that person is... Oh, no, it's going to... Yeah, um, well, I will be in contact with Diane... Diane Herbert, who is leading that session. She's one of the centre's PhD students, so not supervised by me. She's got Piers and Genevieve as her supervisors. She's nearing the end of her doctoral studies, and that session is an opportunity for her to kind of share her progress there, broadly in the topic of creativity in organisations. What does it mean to be creative within an organisation and all that all that malarkey? That should be quite interesting. And Diane's a, a very impressive person in lots of different ways and really enjoying linking up with her with, primarily at the moment, um, some possible work we can do with the NHS. That's kind of gone quiet at the moment. Obviously not the NHS, they're very busy, that'll be why, but we've, you know, we've, not, we've got to wait a little bit as that stuff kind of pulls together. So nothing to report on there. Um, but um, yes, so that one is the end, on the end of March. Oh, it's the thirty-first of March. Interestingly, Wednesday the thirty-first of March, which of course, mum and dad's say oh, of course, but of course because dad's listening. Um, mum and dad's wedding anniversary. I'm trying to think how many years it will be. Um, so what day we now? Twenty twenty-one. I think you got married in sixty. So that's sixty-two or sixty-three. Try and think this out. <coughs> Um, I think Sally was born in 63, so you got married in 62. So is that right then? So that, that almost... 
Goodness, let me think about it. Is this almost 60? Is that going to be 60? So 60, so it's 59 years then, so next year will be 60th anniversary, 2022. And what's 60? Is that, um, so 50 is, oh crikey. 50, 40 is ruby, 50 is probably going to be diamond. 60 is what, without looking it up. Anyway, that's next year, so this year it's 59th. I'm assuming 59th will have a certain... You know, what's 59th one? Um, anyway, that's the end of the month. So that's that one. But the webinar, we're not talking about a webinar now because it's the term they use, is for the HSC. This is HSC Ventures. So what I've been talking about doing is coaching, which we did the first one yesterday with one um, coachee and I really enjoyed that. Uh, Energised me again. So that's a good sign that I hope, you know, looking forward to doing more of those and hoping to create more opportunities to do more of that. No marking involved in coaching. Woohoo! Um, and um, but today they're all as part of that same offering on behalf of the Centre for Positive Psychology. Daniel and I are also offering. Um, I've been asked to put together this a series of four webinars, um, broadly around the topic of. Um, I keep forgetting now what, what the full title of the whole thing is. Really, building flourishing businesses. And there's somewhere in there was a title of something. Maybe it was the workshop. We use that title was building your best business and staying sane. Something like that. It's really about applying positive psychology principles in the context of business. In its attempt, the audience is intended to be primarily um, small and medium enterprises, SMEs based in the UK. I think that's the kind of remit for HSC Ventures is that ideally they would want to be linking with SMEs in the UK, particularly working in the area of health and social care. That said, these webinars are open to anybody. So we're promoting them to all and sundry to try and get the numbers up because you never know who might join them. Um, and also given that HSC Ventures is kind of beginning to try and wrap up because they're basically going to finish off the, what they have been doing and there's other projects that will follow on from that so challenge lab and glide are two things i'll talk about at some future point when i know a bit more about them um so you know even if getting people on these sessions which um don't end up being part of the hsc ventures stuff but they may be applicable for those other two projects so glide i believe is more to do with our own graduates so students and graduates and how we can help them with entrepreneurial steps, um, of which I know in terms of at least the master's programmes that I'm involved with, particularly the MAP, there are people who would have interest there. Uh, and Challenge Lab, I, I think that's not dissimilar from HSC Ventures, but it's going to be a slightly different setup. But we'll find out more about that. It's about innovation and supporting that and linking, you know, linking partners together and organisations and charities and universities and yada 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 so it's a similar approach so we'll see who comes on to that I was told this morning so people have been trying to get onto it um, so I'm interested to find out how many people are now signed up to that I heard yesterday it was 35 which is an alright number good if we can get even more than that given that I think the maximum technologically allowed would be 100 um, so I think a good chunk of them probably won't be um morning. Um they found nice Ziggy's now found another it's actually it's like a cockapoo that one, but very similar looking. 
<laughs> and a good little play. Oh, it's nice to watch them play. I might just stop and play. I've watched and stopped them play for a moment or two. Because it is quite fun. Both blacks are super, look very, very similar from a distance. But the other one is, I think, a cockapoo, because you can tell it's a little bit fluffier. And I'm told advantage of a cockapoo, which is a, what's a blend, what's the word, a mix, a cross between a cocker spaniel and a poodle. And I think one advantage, as an owner, is that they don't molt. They're coming up to us now, there you go. Um, so that was cool. Um, so... Yes, yeah, so people. We didn't see how many people are on this today. Um, so I've had people. So Genevieve very kindly emailed out to our sort of student body and the the, the former students. So that's going to be quite a few people on that. Um, and I think that has brought a few people up to want to sign up for it because they'll be interested in the positive psychology side of it. Much of it will be what they would already know about exploring strengths. Um, I guess the only little bit additional, I mean, this idea of you know playing to your strengths is knowing what your strengths would be and prioritising them, recognising that where you... So it's also reminding ourselves what we mean by strength. It's not just what we're good at. <laughs> this is what this is really going to challenge that idea. It's not just saying, oh, my strengths are, I'm really good at doing this and I shall play those strengths. Um, I mean, there's also things that particularly energise you. A strength is something that is, she's afraid again, is strong within you. So you would prioritise doing it because you want to do it. Sig! And typically then you may well be good at it because you enjoy doing it. And you want to invest the time in it to develop and become even better. And so on. Um, Ziggy! To trust he'll come back. So I've walked away from the path now onto some leaves, so he may... I hope he will come back. I, I have to trust he will, so I'll wait here for a moment. Um, so it's knowing you, you know, what energises you, um, what you can become skillful at, and in fact could be great at this. You know, it's really where you, you, where you might excel, what makes you special as well. Someone even on the route to say, you know, what, what is your main purpose? What drives you? What you know, if you believe this way, obviously, what will you put on this planet to do? What can you bring to the world? All this kind of stuff. So if we can engage with that, then you're going to be really energised, as well as likely to be doing your best work. Um, and I think also the bit I'm kind of playing with, as it were, is whilst the title is called "Play to Strengths," and I don't know if that's something that I'm assuming Dan maybe must have had a that title or a title of that type initially shared. Um, I'm playing with this playing to strength and also playing with strengths. What does it mean to be playful? So you could argue or ask, what does it mean to be playful per se? Um, and what does it mean to be, you know, how might you be playful with your strengths? So in your exploration of your strengths, be playful with it. Allow yourself to enjoy looking at these things. Allow yourself to enjoy stuff. Um, and it may well be, you know, people who are setting up companies in this do enjoy every moment of what they do. Um, because they are choosing to do it, at least. They felt as though it was important enough to do it that they've then given time to doing the work and, or, and then recognising all the challenges that it brings and how can you keep that passion alive as you encounter challenges. Um, and it's about keeping that, you know, um, the energy going. 
And that comes from working from your strengths. It all links together. Ziggy! Um, a bit like these, these path work, pathways all linked together. I've come out of another bit and now I'm back to another bit of the path. Or path. Um, so that's today. So that's the first one today. And there, that's the first of four. Uh, we've got to keep writing the ones as we go then. But at least now we've got a framework we can keep adding to here. We've got some basic you know, outline slides I'm sure we can add to each time. Uh, as a yeah, as a framework, as a frame, um, and so that's today. Also, I'd have my second coaching clients today. So continuing, so not the so not the same person as yesterday. This next person was at the um, was at the. Um, sorry, I've paused then to look at something by a tree. I'll turn a second. Was at the session yesterday. Sorry, the session last week. So he's done the workshops, we can build upon this. So in the workshop we focus on define and discover. Well I think as you get in greater clarity over define, as in can we get a written version of your um what you would love to achieve with a business? You know, that's the kind of thing we're that's the focus on. You know, that's your thing. What would you love to achieve and how do we help you do that? Basically. So the opening questions were, what would you love to achieve with your business? Why? If it's not apparent in that, you know, what you'd love to be, the why. And importantly, how will you know when you're achieving it? So something we can actually be clear on, you know, we can then put back and say, look, you know, you want to love to do this and you're doing it. That's really important. What do you want more of, basically? That's the appreciative inquiry approach, is what would you like more of? So it's not about fixing problems, not about addressing... It's like, what would you like more of? How do you bring your strengths? And that's the discover part of it. When, when you've done things well, when it's gone well, how did that feel? What were you doing? Um, you know, how did you bring your strengths to it? What bits do you enjoy doing? When do you see that bit combining enjoyment, enjoyment and success? The more we can get more of that, the better. Then that moves on to dream which is where we're going to take this away. So at the end of the workshop, we kind of touched upon the discover bit, but not as much as we might. So we'll use that as a starting point and then move on to dreaming about possibilities. Um, you know, what What are the possibilities here? And allowing yourself to dream. You're in that positive space, you can really think openly about what I'd really love to happen. And these are things that could happen. Then it moves on to design, planning of how you're going, okay, then how will that, you know, what, how will that look like? What will that in, in practice? And then the making it happen, the, dis, the, the I think the final is um, either destiny or deliver is ways of making it happen. So it's all that kind of appreciative, positive way of kind of moving through this. So I think it's been interesting to sort of support people and understand their journeys. Um, so I've got a second one of those this afternoon, interspersed with some of the meetings. I'm trying to think of what I've got this morning now. Um, I think I've got a bit of space. This is where I need to decide at that point. I probably need to work on that self-transcendence article, don't I? Get that done before I move to any marking, because that's that's the that's the pressure. Oh, I've moved to the marking, but I don't want to. And if I don't want to, to to rephrase that Connie was saying, don't force yourself to do something you don't want to do. That's from Connie's mouth. Don't force yourself to do something you don't want to do. Wise words, and also maybe it's easier said than done, but still, that doesn't mean we shouldn't try that. So I do want to do the self-transcendence paper. Uh, maybe I hold off that because that's challenging, but still, 
Um, I think that's what I will uh, endeavour to, to make a start on this morning. Um, let me do a quick check on the diary, actually, whilst I'm here. I've got the phone in my pocket. I should be able to open it up, and while still recording, come through to my diary. So there's actually, you know, there is a meant to be... A I've put in the diary, I arranged a... I don't know what it actually is, actually. It's with a guy called Max Hanna. I think he's linked to this Social Tree Global, which is also an event we're doing tomorrow. I might need to sort of t not tweet about it, but share some of that on LinkedIn. Um, so Social Tree Global, I've mentioned probably back around Christmas time. Um, this is sort of moving forward this week. So they're a company which is involved with, to use some of their phrases, social selling and personal branding. Um, I would say, put it into real terms, about becoming better at using LinkedIn and particularly encouraging our students and graduates to do that. So we've engaged with them, and I'm quite keen to take part in this as well, to become more astute, more nuanced, new whatever, with using things like this, you know, social networking, particularly in the modern day, and that seems to be LinkedIn. And part of their argument is young people today seem to be very adept at using social media, i.e. Instagram, TikTok, they're probably the two main ones at the moment, There'll be other ones that I'm not aware of. Um, but many are really reluctant to sort of bring some of those ideas of where being onto things like LinkedIn, which is a professional network, and I think it's about I think it's how we do that effectively. To build your brand, as they say, to get out there, to sell yourself, looking for work, looking for jobs, looking for the jobs you'd love to do, if you make if you're running businesses, how you link with clients, yada yada yada, all that kind of stuff. So that's something tomorrow. But this morning, the guy, I think, is talking about it's more to their platform, able to use it as a place to do you know, vid video streaming and that kind of thing. I don't know. I shall learn a bit more about that this morning. Then there's a coffee break at 11, which is the official one, as in the, as in the kind of university uh, virtual one. Then I've got to meet... Oh, that's an important one. 11.45 is a meeting with our... I think he's the commercial and business development director. I think it's important when you start to be the director thereof, you're not a manager, you're not in that coordinator, you're the director, a head honcho, number one top dog, big cheese, none of the whole place, but he's up there, he'd be on the UET, I believe they call it, University Executive Team, I'll call him Ian, for that's his name, meeting with him at quarter to twelve, and that's primarily, A, it was a way of updating him with progression with the centre so he's someone I spoke to back in October or November um, to at that point it was asking about um, the possibility of some space physical space for the centre that's when I was spending time in the university that's less important right now but it'd be nice but now it's more moving to we have somebody specifically we have somebody offering us some money to um, support the centre specifically at this stage the symposium we're only talking 500 pounds but it's not to be sniffed at and it could well be the start of more money either from that particular donor uh, i'm going to name him reese reese coker who is a former graduate is a former student so a graduate of the course the map course and has gone on to set up the positive psychology network and as part of that, also the Positive Psychology Guild, who's very involved in trying trying to kind of support, let's say, the professionalisation of positive psychology, particularly in the UK. And I think we are well, we are very well placed to work alongside him doing that. And it's stuff we, in quotes, should be doing, 
is worth doing, is valuable, supports our own students and graduates, supports the field developing in the UK and beyond. And what Reese is very keen to do is to give back to the university that, you know, I think he really very much appreciated the course, um, found it transformational, helped him find out what he really wanted to do and was important and his strengths and all these kinds of things. And um, he's gone to set up this network and guild, so wanting to basically give some money, particularly for the symposium. And Ian, then, is someone to just check in with about how best to do that. Now, I've already had a conversation with our fundraising manager at the university, who's all on for it, and it's just kind of creating what I would call a channel or a route per se. Well, when we get this kind of opportunity, how do we basically take the money, pay it into somewhere so we can then spend it? And that's often a challenge. Things don't happen because it's never clear exactly how you can get hold of money you might be getting offered or how it gets placed somewhere, doesn't get sucked up and lost. Because at the moment, as it stands, we as a centre do not yet get any income. Not yet. This is our first source of income. It's actually not completely true. <laughs> have to be a good point out. Our very first source of income was being through selling some of Piers's old books through Music Magpie, getting a few quid, there's about £40 raised by some old books and DVDs. And the idea would be that would be the initial seed money uh, for the centre. So with 40 quid. Uh, so the idea is got the, but I always put that into a PayPal account because I don't yet, no, there isn't a way in which saying he's got some money here, we'd like to put it into the centre account. There isn't one. How do we create one? And in due course, I'd like to raise the conversation around, so we have all this money coming in from the master's course, the MAP, we have students paying about £10,000 for a two or three year course and we have around about 50 students, maybe slightly less than that, per cohort, let's say 40 students. But still about £400,000, not per year, but it, because they, it's over two or three years each time. But still, it's that, there's also a course that Kerry runs, which is Positive Psychology and Coaching. That probably gets around about £12,000 per time it runs because there's about, say, 12 students on it, we're paying about £1,000 each. There's another master's course. There's other stuff we could be doing to bring in money for the university. I would like that. It's appropriate that that gets earmarked for... Um, earmarked for um, the centre. It's how we do that, how we create that. Because you know, it's often so difficult to get those things happening. You know, If I had gone down the usual route of waiting for permission to do some of the stuff we've been doing for the last three or four months, it simply wouldn't have happened. Simply, we, you have to just get on and do it, which is kind of what I've been doing. And then I've signaled to Ian saying, this is what we're already doing here. So stuff with HSC Ventures, for example. It's not bringing money into the university, but it's, it's doing stuff. It's, it's working alongside one of our partners and using my time appropriately, and I think more effectively than, say, focusing on the fucking working. <laughs> which, if you just really focus on your role as a senior lecturer, that's what you've been doing. But I've been here for almost 10 freaking years. So by August of this year, I will have been at Bucks for 10 years. If something hasn't dramatically changed by then, I think it's already changing in terms of, you know, whether I'm still a senior lecturer, but I need to look at ways in which my role dramatically changes. And that's one of my aims over the coming months. Um, anyway, so that's the meeting at quarter 12, so that'll be helpful. Um, and that's some of the main stuff. And then there's another meeting with a current student later on. So lots of possibilities. So they enjoy doing those things. And at the time, it makes it hard to focus on. But I could do that this morning. I could focus on that paper, actually. That's one thing I will do. Saying it out loud, endeavouring to do that. That's enough for this one. Don't know what today's going to be. That one of those episodes is going to be called. 
Because 35 minutes is enough there for a, a single recording. I'd like to upload it. In fact, slightly more than that, because that's 34 minutes of this bit. There have been a few minutes before that. What's the today's ramble about? What is the general theme here? Well, I'll tell you what we'll do before I let it go. I'm going back to something very different. I was going to say I walked up to this tree and I was looking at something. Um, it's actually about mothers, because it's a, it's a, I've noticed before on occasion you walk past this tree, there is a... There's a, there's a flower at the moment here. Is it a real flower? No, it's not actually. So it's a, it's a fake flower. Hence, it's been there a long time. It doesn't wilt. But a little stone saying, "Mum, your life was a blessing. Your memory a treasure. You are loved beyond words and missed beyond measure." So why it's placed at that tree, I don't know. Um, but still, that's what the words I read. So a little bit about reading about what was the guy's name? Johnny Byers. Myers or Byers, I think it's Byers, at the, uh, on the tee of the sixth tee on Haste Hill Golf Course in Northwood. If you go and look there, you'll see a little memorial to him. And if you listen back to some of the recent episodes here, you'll hear me talking about it, because I happened to stumble not on it. I didn't quite click me trip over it, but I just came across it, whilst pondering on some of the bigger questions of life. Ah, ponderings. That'll do. That'll do as a title for now. Ponderings. Until the next one, bye.